0: Welcome, everybody, once again to the Collar and Elbow Wrestling Podcast. I am the Kenny Oak. <laughs> really, the one and only. And join with me, as always, Chris the Bubs Harris. Chris, how are you doing tonight?
1: Ah, I guess I'm working on a, a new nickname, a new stage name. So I'm I, You know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying
0: out different things, yeah.
1: Okay, I'm down for that. you got to kind of make me aware to it. I'll just walk out there and the crowd will start booing me. I'm not ready for shit like that. But uh, <laughs> It's
0: a new angle I'm working on. You change your nickname <laughs> constantly. The crowd
1: hates it. It's okay. great. Well, it's a heel move. But um, to answer your question, I am doing pretty good. I'm ready to get back into recording. We say that every time. But we're hoping yes. we can find a little bit of ground this time. A uh, something always
0: seems to. Something definitely always seems to come up for us. Uh, uh, the the internet gods are definitely not happy with us, and they keep trying to keep us down. But not this time. I, th- I think we've we've got something good going now, and I'm very excited about today's show, which is we're gonna we're gonna discuss the uh, the old Rushmore debate. The, the great Mount Rushmore of wrestling. It's something we've talked about on our Facebook page. Got a lot of good feedback from the fans. And uh, we're, we're also going to get into a little uh, SummerSlam talk. So
1: pretty excited about that. Yeah, this is one we could have done a little while ago. That Facebook thread that we started for that was actually quite successful. A lot of good feedback from the guys that were commenting on that. And we could have done it then. But uh, either way, it's pretty good.
0: Yeah, I am enjoying the new collar-and-elbow uh, studios here in the wonderful Jalalabad, Afghanistan. Uh, accommodation. I am no longer sitting outside in the 100-degree heat uh, with random birds chirping everywhere. So that yep. is definitely a
1: plus. That was a nuisance, that I'm glad we've cleared up. I am in the closet of my house in my bedroom. Uh, Good. My, it's my sound room, if you will. Um, <laughs> I like It's it. just as glorious as it sounds. So, uh Either way, we're in some good good spots, and we're going to be talking Mount Rushmore, so this is difficult. This is very super subjective, as everyone claims it to be. This is hard. It really was. So, uh, doing top fours here, essentially.
0: Yeah, it, it is absolutely, completely subjective. And, you know, you want to kind of bring in a flavor of almost all the eras. There's There's just so many you know great superstars that you could put on this Mount Rushmore and I'm using air quotes there of wrestling and really it just comes down to what you think should be the uh obvious choice like uh whether it's ring work mic skills popularity the money that they drew there's so many different variations that you can go with for this topic
1: Exactly, and that's that's how I took it, too. I, there's a lot of different qualifying factors that make, they give everyone a small shot at this, depending on what your real focus is. But um, I don't know what yours are. You don't know what mine are at this point. We haven't discussed that I do not. particularly. I do not. But, um, I, we want to hear everyone's feedback on this one as well. So if you didn't see that, see that thread initially on the Collar and Elbow Facebook page, and if you're hearing this now, go ahead and comment on it if you can find it on there. Start a new one on the page as well. So we want to know what you guys think of this as well, because the top four, it's a pretty big deal and Mount Rushmore, it's a very symbolic thing that we're trying to do here.
0: Yeah, and that's collar and elbow. Uh, no mm. X's no, or anything like that. This is the, uh, the real, the legit, the original collar and elbow. Now, so, like you said, neither of us know exactly what the other is thinking. in this. We, this there was no pre-planning that went into this between the two of us we just set out to find the four people that we think embody pro wrestling and embody the you know essence of pro wrestling and so why why don't you go ahead and get us started with some of the people that you have on your list and and well first let's talk about what you're looking for in someone who's on the Mount
1: Rushmore Absolutely, so I I did think of all those things like I just mentioned earlier then that you said Popularity people that could draw I took all that into consideration But things that I the perspective I tried to look at it through was if somebody had never seen wrestling in any capacity Who could they recognize and then I thought about the guys who were the casual watchers? Who would they most want to put on this list? And then I thought about the true marks of the business like you and I who would we want on that list? so that's kind of how I really focused in on it and it, it really pained me to do this, but I started off with Hulk Hogan for a very specific reason. Not, right, go ahead. Not Terry Bollea. I'm talking about the character of Hulk Hogan. So of his, course. his ability to draw and to be arguably, or number two, you can say whichever one, the biggest draw in professional wrestling history. So if no one's ever seen wrestling... They know Hulk Hogan. They know the name. They know what he does at least, or they've seen him in some type of entertainment. So his early drawing ability really boosted wrestling to that more of a popular level that was able to springboard it towards the Attitude Era a couple years later. So I started with Hulk Hogan.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I know exactly – I see your point 100% why you would add Hogan, and I think – I don't think there's anyone out there who wouldn't put Hulk Hogan on that list because he is someone who was single-handedly involved in keeping pro wrestling alive and really saving it in the mid 90s you know without the nwo who knows where pro wrestling would be nowadays especially in america it would probably still be uh extremely popular in japan uh or where it always has been in japan but it would not have gotten to the level that it got the Attitude Era, if it wasn't for, you know, Hulk Hogan, you know, he saved it in the 80s, saved it in the 90s
1: kind of thing. Right, and I only added that, that caveat at the beginning because you and I have been very outspoken about his lack of good ring work. We don't like to watch him in the ring, which is, I mean, we can say that in every episode we do, but he really truly is one of the better characters that was developed, one of the best faces of all time, and he could just simply draw. So I think he's deserving, whether... I mean, there's been a lot of negative to it to his character and his self over the years, but I think what he did, especially in the late '80s through those early '90s, and then the NWO period, was just. It, I mean, he deserves it. That's all I can say.
0: Yeah, and I'm gonna go ahead and and say that he's also. I want to start out with him also being on my Mount Rushmore of wrestling. He's someone that you just you can't leave off. Mm-hmm. Like it, it almost feels that way. You just can't leave him off. Everyone, like you said, if someone, if you ask someone, "Hey, what do you know about wrestling?" It's Hulk Hogan. Nine yeah. times out of ten, they'll know exactly who uh, Hulk Hogan is. Exactly. Uh, whether they grew up in the '80s, grew up in the '90s, you know, even kids nowadays—well, maybe, maybe not nowadays, but Lesser still, of the there's now, th- yeah, right. Uh, well, they might know about him after what uh, he went ah. through over the last <laughs> couple years, but they, they don't know the character Hogan, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> exactly but but to your point yes his ring work left a lot to be desired and that's something that we've talked about previously especially when talking about the early WrestleManias mm-hmm. uh really not a strong in-ring worker however his just his charisma and ability to draw in the crowd and speaking of drawing the money that he drew uh, Hulk Hogan was Oh, yes, and he's still a huge merch seller. He still is. Uh, he, he absolutely 100% deserves to be on that list. And I want to go ahead and jump into my controversial pick.
1: Okay, and hit it early. That's my, good.
0: Yes, uh, speaking of, if you ask someone about pro wrestling, who do they think of? One, Hulk Hogan, and in my opinion there's only one other person that if you ask someone about wrestling they'll they'll know this person almost 10 times out of ten and I think you know where I'm going with this I think I do. and I don't think and I don't think people are gonna like this too much but right next to Hulk Hogan I'll have John Cena on there
1: okay for uh, what was yeah. your what was your driving pick for that one okay so
0: we're talking about someone who someone who drew big like Hogan did John Cena Arguably is the biggest draw in wrestling today. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's arguably arguably been the biggest draw over the last you know ten years. Uh, he's someone that drives ratings. You know when Cena's not around, ratings seem to dip. When Cena comes, take a uh, take a hike. You know a spike, not a hike, but a spike. They take a hike once he leaves. Mm-hmm. Uh, his in-ring work, as bad as Hogan. Was or as bland as Hogan was in the ring, Cena's someone who who consistently gets better. And you know he he's called Big Match John for a reason. And on the biggest stage, he always brings the best matches. Like over the last three years, who has had the best matches in WWE? It's been John Cena. Yeah, that U.S. Open Challenge, every match was amazing. His matches with AJ Styles, how none of those. Not one of those matches got a five-star rating from the guru of wrestling. That's Dave Meltzer.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: once again, air quotes on that is beyond me. He just consistently puts on amazing matches. He's a huge draw, and he's someone that has crossover appeal. He's someone that almost the entire world over knows John Cena. People, people here in Afghanistan, I go to get my haircut. They call me John Cena. Because they can't see me because I have a beard, like that's how. Clever. That's how much he know he's known around the world.
1: Mm. Well, um, not a big surprise, and not I don't know if it'll surprise you at all, but I'm going with John Cena as well. He would have been. Oh, I like it. He would have been the fourth one. I, if we were going in chronological order, I would have put him number four. But um, oh. aside, you named everything I was going to say. Also, but. His ability to he's just a great person man like the make-a-wish thing is not a joke like those the things that he does for i guess for especially for kids who are troubled by certain things he goes out and like makes their day the smallest things that he can he does taking out of his time from from pro wrestling and giving back it's it's a it's a bigger deal than what wrestling actually is so i love that about him but uh,
0: you're right. It's so understated. The Make-A-Wish. I, it's like yes, it's a big deal that he is like the number one of all time. But mm-hmm. it, it doesn't get talked about enough. That is a huge, huge aspect of what makes John Cena so great.
1: And the other thing I was going to highlight for him was the merchandise sales, obviously. And he's, I mean, he has become so good and so over that he became intentionally hated by people who are marks for the business. People now, they Cena sucks. Doesn't really mean Cena sucks. People, he's just so over, and he's done so much, so many things that the last thing that we have left to do is to boo him now. That's why people hate him. So I love that about him. I, I love his ability to get better in the ring as well. From him, from his early stuff in the early 2000s to the move sets that he's doing now, it's it's an incredible change. He's doing Ranas and sunset flip power bombs and all kinds of stuff. So yeah, I mean, Canadian
0: it's just, destroyers.
1: It's a, yeah, exactly. It's. <laughs> it's it's easy to pick him for me. I had no issues selecting him whatsoever, so uh, two for two so far, Bose.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I think th- it starts to get murky here after those two. I- I'm pretty sure everyone, or at least you and me, knew for a fact those two were going to be on our list, but now is where it starts to get hard for me because I, I want to branch out of the WWE umbrella, mm-hmm. but... It's it's hard to find people who were that uh, impactful to the business that you know didn't operate inside of the WWE.
1: Right. Th- these two pick- these two were easy for me to pick. It was very very quick. And then I identified at least four or five others that I had to strongly consider. But to branch out of anything from WCW, NWA, or WWE was very hard for me. And I looked into some of the guys um, into Japan to give them a fair shake at least. But their influence i didn't find anybody that i thought influence could could bring in uh, a non-watcher or could could drive a brand by themselves or something like that and obviously the, J- the new japan guys that listen to this are gonna call us marks for the wwe but we watch the other stuff and it's not like we don't know who those guys are so um, and then and that's
0: what the problem is i would love to add an antonio enoki mm-hmm. to this mount rushmore and he he's done everything that you know is deserving of being on uh this list but we're we're both both of us are looking at people who have transcended pro wrestling and have you know brought in the multitude of fans that have kept pro wrestling alive
1: right and that's that's where a lot of my focus stayed. But if we if we lived in Japan, honestly, we'd be thinking of this totally differently. So it is subjective for us to say that, and we can justify it by it, whatever means we want to. But I didn't find anybody in Japan that I thought of, thought about adding to this list.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, me either. But I really gave some strong consideration to a few guys, but ultimately uh, they they didn't make the list. And I, I'm sorry for our fans that are huge uh, New Japan, All Japan. Uh, Noah fans but uh, there, there's really I, I, I couldn't find anyone that I could take off and add in from from this
1: right so um, my well we've already named two now so my third one which may be a bit controversial because he's not a wrestler but I think he's probably the most influential person ever and I, of course I'm talking about Vince McMahon Yes. so I picked Vince McMahon for various reasons from what he did when he took the company over, from breaking it away from the territorial reins and basically bullying everybody, for lack of a better word, out of of that mindset and taking over the wrestling business and then to make it into what it is today and to be literally just to be as financially sound as he is because of all the things he's done, he deserves so much credit. And he'll always get hated for some reason, but I mean, the dude was a great heel as a character. I think he's the greatest heel character of all time, the Mr. McMahon character. But um, he des- he deserves to be on this list, even though he's not a wrestler and he- he's only put on a couple good matches because he has put on a couple good ones. We've seen, like Hogan and those Shawn Michaels matches. But I, I have Vince McMahon, Bubs.
0: Wow, um, that that is a you know some would see that as a
1: <clears throat>
0: as a controversial pick, but you have to think if not for Vince McMahon, where would the wrestling industry be?
1: I don't know, I mean, it might be dead
0: by now. Yes, uh, that that old mindset, that territory mindset, pro wrestling wasn't going anywhere. In mm-hmm. in that kind of mind frame, they the, everyone you know had their own area. You know, no one's gonna mess with them. You know, you you stick to your own place. And he was like, no, pro wrestling, or sports entertainment, as it later became known as, you know, can be a national, can be an international kind of event you know like most sporting events
1: mm-hmm. you know
0: like the super bowl uh and he had the the gall the wherewithal to be able to see where pro wrestling could be and he took that ball and he 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 not only ran with it but he stiffed arm stiff armed everybody out of the way as he ran past them he really and did because it. of that no oh, go ahead
1: No, I was agreeing with you 100%. It was very gutsy of him. He was taking a lot of risks back in that day, especially because for those guys, a lot of dudes in the territorial mindset weren't supporting him, so he was often by himself in that endeavor. But um, thank God he did it.
0: Oh, yeah, and everyone hated him. Everyone in the territories hated him because they were losing that piece of the pie because they were too stubborn to kind of go that extra mile like he was going. Mm-hmm. And they they saw where this was leading. They they knew they were gonna lose lose out on their companies. Uh, I read a funny story uh, a couple of days ago, uh, from an interview that Jr. did, where some of the territory guys you know got together and they were actually planning on killing Vince McMahon. I believe that you know to try. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, like you said, you for for someone to want to do that, you know, try to conspire to kill you because of what you know, of you're your doing to the business. Exactly. Like, that shows you just how important that one person was to wrestling. And I think without Vince McMahon, wrestling would be dead.
1: Honestly. Yeah, it really would. So that's why this one was a little easier to, to select. My selecting, my fourth one was hard as hell. But getting to Vince, I don't think, was, was too big of an issue for me.
0: And, you know, he was going to be the fourth person that I brought up, but okay. you kind of showed my head... Sh- shown my hand on this one forced my hand and i have also placed i I hate doing this because it's it's so cliche you know Mm -hmm. it really looks like we're trying to you know for it sounds like we work for wwe right
1: now it really Uh, does we not (laughs) endorse we make no money from them no
0: (laughs) we don't make any money period yes but uh these people that we're bringing up are so important to the business, and without Vince McMahon, there would be no business. Without Vince McMahon, WCW doesn't try to do what it did create the NWO with Hulk Hogan, and then which creates the biggest boom in wrestling history. And all these promotions get started because of this, and, mm-hmm. and the wrestling business gets all this attention because of these people that we've already mentioned
1: and i i am a little bit surprised at this point that we have matched each other three for three for this because this wasn't scripted or coordinated i didn't know where you were going with this but i it's good to see that we're on the pretty much the exact same mindset about what this should look like here bubs so we're getting to number four and now so this might I think break this it. is where
0: we're going to differ yeah I, okay. I agree with you i think this is where we're going to differ uh i'm going to go ahead and let you go first
1: okay so this one was my hardest one i I broke this down to to four different individuals who I kept going back and forth on once I had set my my mind on Cena, Hogan, and McMahon. And then I finally kind of took a different perspective and I said, who had the most significant impact to get wrestling from where it was at the time to where it is now? So that eliminated The Undertaker for me, that eliminated The Rock for me, that eliminated Ric Flair for me, and that brought me to Stone Cold Mm -hmm. Steve Austin.
0: Okay, got you.
1: I mean, the Attitude Era was Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yes, it was a whole lot of The Rock, it was a lot of McMahon, it was a lot of The Undertaker and some Triple H in there as well, but the uh, the character, he was perfect for, for the time. And everybody's favorite era, mostly at least, at least in our, in our age bracket, is the Attitude Era for a reason. It was driven around Stone Cold. He is the biggest draw, Vince has said this himself, he was the biggest draw ever in sports entertainment. The dude's merch cell was crazy, and he was overbooked. He was booked to be super strong at times, but he was perfect for the time. And he got wrestling through the the end of the Monday Night Wars. I think he was a pivotal part of that. And he got us into the 2000s to let other guys springboard off of that and have more success. So that's why I went with Austin.
0: You know, that is a fantastic and I, I absolutely see where you're going with this, because without Stone Cold, you know, does the Attitude Error work? Mm-hmm. Uh, do they get to the heights that they get to without Stone Cold? Who who would play the foil to you know Mr. McMahon? Could he have that same chemistry with you know with a Triple H or a Rock? You know, but it it just seemed like it all worked perfectly because. Of stone cold himself right he, he wasn't playing he wasn't really playing a character he was playing like they always say to uh, in wrestling uh the best characters are you're playing yourself turned up to 11
1: and he was so and good i feel guy.
0: like exactly and you know he would go in there guzzle beer st- st- stunner people flip them off and you know, he just he, it was perfect for the 90s mm-hmm. the 90s was a wallet lawless wasteland honestly we're People, people would cheer anything, and he, he was just perfect for that mindset during that time.
1: Great guy to have. I don't know uh, if anybody else could have played that part. I don't think the Monday Night Wars end up the same without him because he, he was just right. And the, the Monday Night War thing, I think, was driven on the WWE side by the feud of McMahon and Austin. So I don't think it works with anybody else aside from him. So that's really what what pushed it over the edge for me.
0: And, you know, I can't argue with that pick. However, this is where we do differ, good, Bubs. Good, good, good. Yes. Uh, when I was first thinking about this topic and, you know, creating my list, you know, some of the first people I took off, and I hate that I, I would, but, you know, because I love these guys, but the first people I took off, like you said, The Undertaker, um, he has so much appeal, but it it's more to, to the actual wrestling fan. Right. Uh. Took, took Undertaker off, took off The Rock, because The Rock's appeal was more from just his natural charisma and his, and his movies, mm-hmm. not really from wrestling. There's a lot of people who don't realize that he was a pro wrestler. Right,
1: especially now. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Uh, but, you know, he, he had a crossover appeal, and he's the highest grossing actor in Hollywood right now. So took out Undertaker, took out The Rock. You know, mentioned some names earlier, like Antonio Inoki, uh, took him out, Uh, some other guys from Japan that I had in mind, but they they just didn't have the same, you know, worldwide and long-lasting influence as, you know, this last person that's on my list. And you might know where I'm going with this, because you've mentioned him just earlier, he was one of the last people you took off your list. Okay, good. But i am going with and they're about to release a 30 for 30 on him that's that's you know shows just how impactful this person was and influential to the business as a whole and that's rick flair
1: great pick i'm glad you did uh, it because i wanted to as well but i just couldn't do it
0: honestly i was glad you picked stone cold because i was like oh, okay we're we're going to differ on this one mm-hmm. uh and in fact it was so close between Stone Cold and Ric Flair that if you, were to pick, you would have picked, just thrown in Stone Cold. Okay. That's how close it was between those two. Um, you know, the styling, profiling, limousine riding, jet flying, kiss dealing, wheeling dealing son of a gun is one of the best wrestlers in the ring of all time. So he's got that going for him. He's one of the best, if not the best, talker. Of all time. Mm -hmm. He's got that going for him. His talking ability, his charisma is so, you know, substantial that it crossed over without him doing much crossover stuff. Yeah. You know, he wasn't in a lot of movies, if many at all. He wasn't in the TV shows. He was just so outlandish and so good at his craft that people gravitated towards him. You know, without him, the territories wouldn't have lasted as long as they did. Mm-hmm. Without him, WCW wouldn't have had that start that it did. You know, the NWA wouldn't have lasted as long as it did without Flair as the centerpiece. You wouldn't have had, you know, Dusty Rhodes, uh, Ricky Steamboat. They wouldn't have had those the the magnus opus, you know, rivalries that they've had with Ric Flair. You know who else would they have had those rivalries with? Flair was so good that he made the biggest stars as big as they were
1: so I was just as you said you were so close to bringing in Austin. I was just as close to bringing in Flair, so we're right there with each other once again. but the reasons that I wanted to bring in Rick Flair and you hit all of them perfectly. I think he his promo work and those those mid to late eighties promos in the n w a those are still the best promos. Ever. And and not and I should include Dusty Rhodes's in those as well. I think those are the best to go back and watch at any time. So uh, they the, still
0: hold up today, without a doubt.
1: Oh absolutely. And so promo work, sure, top of the list. Ring work, you you'd have to argue with anybody else that you're gonna say was consistently better than him for as long as he was, as far as technical skills go, because the dude lasted forever. He he went out on yes out on top of WrestleMania against sean sort Marcos. of and then yeah and then kind of drifted off to some other stuff after that but to still be able to work and put on good stuff at, at his age was incredible so the, he's a 16-time world champion for a reason he was the best that nwa had he was the best best that wcw had when he was over there so great i mean these. i think he is probably the best all-around wrestler of all time considering ring work craft um mike skills charisma character i mean he's he's an awesome heel so love him
0: which is funny because he as good as he is and like you said he may be the best all around him and him and cena might be the best all around of all time but he was one of the last to make our list kind of thing mm-hmm. and, and do you think that's because he doesn't have, yes, he has that crossover appeal, but he's not as big as a Cena or a Hulk Hogan. You think maybe working the territories was kind of, and not working as long with WWF was his downfall?
1: Yeah, I, I definitely think it was. Had he been, had he stayed in, in WWF for years, he would have been just as big as Hogan. Or if you replaced, Hogan with Flair and all those years that Hogan spent and put Hogan back in the N.W.A. I think Flair could be just as big as Hogan was. So okay. the the appeal would have easily been there. But you can't compare him to the guys nowadays. You can't compare him to Asena because of fucking the internet by himself makes people popular and non-popular nowadays. So that's not a fair shake. But well, B- if you
0: believe some of the people on the internet, then you know. As much as I love these guys, you know H.B.K. Daniel Bryan. You know, those guys should be on the Mount
1: Rushmore. Oh,
0: Zayn. Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens should You're be right. on the Mount they Rushmore. They should be up here already.
1: Ridiculous. Kenny
0: Omega should be, you know, number one on everyone's list.
1: Right. Especially after this and year. I'll,
0: yeah. And don't get me wrong. All of those guys I listed are, if you've listened to our top favorite wrestlers, I named my top three right off the bat, but they're not going to make it on the Mount Rushmore Pro Wrestling no. Which you know brings in other topics like maybe best in ring workers, like the Mount Rushmore of actual in ring workers, and you know that that's where a Shawn Michaels or a Daniel Bryan could could find themselves, or best workhorses like an Arn Anderson, you know Edge kind mm-hmm. of thing, which I think would be an interesting thing to uh, to really talk about at a later date.
1: Yeah, definitely. If we can find some uh, specific topics that especially the the listeners would want to hear, that's something we should definitely expound on for sure. Top fours of damn near everything. We can do top fours of specific championships, Mount Rushmore's of certain decades. All kinds of stuff can apply to that, so never-ending.
0: It's just such a fun topic to talk about is, you know, the great Rushmore debate. Something that no one will ever completely agree on. Well, except for you and me apparently. Yeah. But But with greatest of all time, it's pretty universal, some of these guys, in their importance on wrestling. Uh, I think debates could really be had when it comes to best in-ring guys, best talkers, best IC champs kind of... Kind of discussions, and oh, yeah. you know, if if that that is something that you guys want to you know hear about, you know, go like we mentioned earlier, go on our Facebook page and you know let us know the specific topics that you guys are interested in hearing us debate about, and get in on the debate yourself. I can't wait to hear what you guys have to uh, say about how stupid uh, me and Chris are, and who you would put on your Mount Rushmore.
1: Yeah, and especially make make some posts on, on the facebook page start some threads so we can get some good discussion going because um like i said that the one we did before the post about the the mount rushmore talk it kicked off really quickly and some real good opinions on there and a lot of differing perspectives and that's really it's really what this is all about so it's the best thing about pro wrestling is you get to talk and hear different subjective opinions because it's rare you're ever going to find two or three or four people with the exact same opinions so it's always good talk
0: Absolutely, and the thing about the uh, IWC is that everyone has strong opinions, and, and which what which makes it fun is what that's what makes wrestling so fun is that everyone has a strong opinion on almost anything. Like you may think that the Jason Jordan uh, uh, angle that their <laughs> angle, see where I did there, ah. uh, is is awesome, but others will think that you know it's the worst thing that happened to pro wrestling since Katie Vick. Oh, oh God.
1: Okay. <laughs> I wasn't ready for so, that I many. But, get... <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. Right, right. So there's there's good stuff to be had. That that storyline needs time to develop before we should even jump on it. But things like that. Absolutely. Yeah. So a lot of lot of good right. topics to to be had. So just let us know what you guys think. Feel free to throw us some comments and we'll argue about it.
0: Yeah, now let's let's get into, you know, the Jason Jordan's of the world and start talking about this build ah that we're seeing to SummerSlam. That's right. SummerSlam pubs is just around the corner. It is. We
1: are about three weeks away, August 20th from the Barclays Center. SummerSlam, a lot of... A Barclays, lot of good S- S- oh. Yeah, it's, it's going to be, gonna be crowd. good. crowd. crowd will be loud. They are a good crowd. God, can't wait. So uh, NXT only, is going to be so good. NXT might be the better card. It has been consistently in, on these bigger pay-per-views, so I'm excited to watch that for sure. I think we might have a title change coming, but um, we're not, we, we won't get into that too much. But, okay. um... Summerslam bugs, it's a big event. I think it is the second most significant pay per view, even bigger than the Royal Rumble for the WWE, yes. so I need them to to be big here. And Yes. A lot they, of stuff. they usually Yeah,
0: they usually through on SummerSlam, put all their efforts in the Summerslam and then that's talked about the fall of the fall. You know, after SummerSlam, the it seems like the creative team takes a nap, they take the rest of the waiting for Rumble to really you know get going again so uh,
1: expecting some real big things at SummerSlam yeah and right now there's only I think I think they have four matches published so far for sure and they're all championship matches at this point so a lot of stuff to develop within the next three weeks or so but I'm, I'm really looking forward to it it's a great way for Brock to be able to, to drop the title especially and Ooh, you think this early huh I do. This, I know. Are, this is a great way for him to drop it, and he—they've already started up rumors of him trying to get back into UFC. So, I mean, he can lose it without but, but losing But here's the thing with
0: here. that. Here's here's the thing with that is he still has a six month uh, six months left on his suspension that mm-hmm. uh, he was given by USADA for failing the uh, drug test after his last fight. So he still has time, and his contract doesn't end until after. Uh, after the year, I believe after Wrestlemania is when his contract ends, so I, uh, yes, this is a great time for him to drop it and with the three biggest names on Raw, without a doubt to me, these three have been the best part of Raw for this entire year
1: I have loved the Strowman versus Reigns feud, Bubs. Like I'm not through with you. It is Roman has so good. Roman has already put over Braun, and Braun is now you can consider Braun maybe the top guy on Raw at this point. It's crazy how fast this guy has has gone up to the top. So over. So I mean, I, I I think it's a great time. Why not pull the trigger on a guy like him? But I don't I don't think they will, at least on Braun's end at this point. But I mean, now the The occasional sporadic appearance by Lesnar with the title has made the Universal Championship look so weak, and with Miz being so good with the Ic obsolete. Oh, don't! I hope I'd love to. (laughs) We'll talk about that too. But with, with the work that the Miz is putting in in the IC title picture, like that's now the most significant title on on the Raw brand, and it cannot be. It can't be.
0: Well, I'm going to get into the IC title a little later because it is, it's is—it's always been my favorite title yes. uh, growing up. And The Miz has been so good God. with it and really the only person that should hold it as of right now. Uh, but going back to your point about Strowman saying that now would be the perfect time to uh, pull the trigger on him, uh, I am very close to agreeing with you on that. I think there's still a little time you can build Strowman Put him in another feud away from Reigns for a little bit. With Joe, uh, I think maybe. he still has. Uh, that That's exactly where I was getting at, is that I think now who's been better other than Strowman? Who's been better than Samoa Joe? On the mic, in the ring.
1: Hmm.
0: Like, he has been not. I think a lot of people were pissed at his match against uh, Brock. Right. At the last pay per view, but honestly, I thought the match was absolutely brilliant. He pushed Brock around. He was the aggressor. Uh, he almost finished Brock a couple times. And and the way that they finished it, with Brock kind of got out of the coquina clutch, hit him with a quick F5 for the pin. And he escaped. And Joe yeah. kind of got up afterwards to show, like, hey, you caught me slipping. Mm-hmm. Next time I'm not. And I think I would... He, he's not a spring chicken. He's in his mid to late 30s. I think he's around 37, 38. Yeah. Now's the perfect time to put it on Joe, in my opinion. You'll have Reigns for, for many years to come. But you won't have Joe for too long.
1: I mean, I'd also be up for a Roman Reigns title reign again because... I absolutely love the guy man. Like there's no I can't hate him for anything he does. He's been so good. So good. And honestly, the way he's kind of take after his suspension for for the 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 drug violation um as a year ago, I think, or more at this point, but Yeah. yeah it, his, it was over a year ago. Yeah, he he slipped his way down to the mid-card. He took clean losses. He let Finn Balor beat him clean for the universal title or to get to the universal title match. Like he's I think he's he's served well his suspension for that and it this could be just as good of a time but I mean I'd, I really don't want to see Brock walk out of here as as champion I d- I don't like the lack of a consistent appearance of the title on the show of Raw week in and week out so anybody taking it off Brock I would be completely happy with at this point
0: Yeah and I don't think it's going to happen at Summer. I would love for it to happen but I just don't think it's going to happen at SummerSlam uh, even when you had the universal title on weekly with Kevin Owens mm-hmm. did it feel like it was that big of a deal it did not oh, and which is kind of you know WWE's feeling also you know you have to find that perfect and I love Kevin Owens he's fantastic but he just it, it didn't feel important and, it, and a lot of that goes in how they book and you know he took a lot of losses while he was Universal Champion which I think is a terrible way to book your champion and they've done that in the past before like with Rey Mysterio when he finally won the The Heavyweight heavyweight. title yeah, yeah, he you know lost on a weekly basis afterwards until he finally dropped it But yeah, yeah, I, I don't think it's gonna happen at
1: SummerSlam The title hasn't felt like a big deal since it really has came up, it's a new title too, so it's very difficult to make that thing look so significant. And they tried to by putting it on the bigger the bigger show being Raw, but I still haven't cared about it. I didn't care about it when Owen's held the title. I'm not a huge fan of his, so I mean, I'm looking for something to start okay. to care about it with.
0: Okay. Uh, a title, though, that both of us really enjoy and think it's being absolutely used perfectly is the IC title. Love it. And... The Miz and his Miztourage is, other than, you know, Braun and Roman, the Misturage, or just Miz in general, is the best part of you know, well, Except for Elias Sampson lately, but the Miz has been the best part of Raw.
1: Exactly. I, I really tune in now to see him or Braun yelling at, at Roman in some way. And now that this Miztourage thing is actually kicking up a little traction... I am loving it, bubs, and yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm right there on board with you. I want to walk with Elias, just like I know you do. Yes. So we'll see where that oh, goes. Oh, I definitely want to walk with Elias. I mean, I, I don't so much care about Finn Balor at all. I don't like how they're booking Br- Bray, so I'm – I mean, it, it hurts me to see him. So I'm really tuning in to see the IC title feud, and they're mixing in Ambrose with it. They're mixing in Rollins in Rollins. places for it. So, I mean, I'm mean, i I'm all ears right now for it.
0: I I, I would be – if I don't mention how little I cared about Dean Ambrose being the IC champ. Mm. When Dean Ambrose holds any title, it has been, it's been god awful. He's been, he has been a terrible champ. Hasn't Absolutely, worked. no. And I don't know if it's just his character, how his character is, how he is in general, how he portrays himself as a champion
1: Mm -hmm.
0: or just how like little that I feel he cares about being champion. Just whatever it is, I just can't stand Dean Ambrose as a champion. And really I can't stand Dean Ambrose as a wrestler.
1: No, I mean, he's at the bottom of my list of people I like. I don't like his character. I think it needs to either be one end of the, of the extreme or the other end of it. He can't sit in this middle area like he's done. It's weird. It's, it's not working for me. And him as a champion, when he held the WWE Championship on SmackDown, Bubs, I think that was its worst period. Because, I, I mean, I, I didn't care about it. And some people love it, no. because he gets huge pops, man.
0: He still does, and I don't I don't get it. And when AJ took the belt off of him, the belt instantly, in my eyes, felt much bigger. Mm-hmm. And the way carrying carried the belt just made it feel so important. And, you know, when Dean held the see title it was like can you please just put it back on The Miz
1: yeah so I mean the thing about
0: The Miz that he's just so good he, he he deserves if the main event scene wasn't so inundated with these you know top guys like Roman Reigns, Samoa Joe, Broncho it's pretty heavy at the top Yeah. Miz I think would if he was on Smackdown I think he would be a great WWE champion
1: and if if the angle ends up going to Rollins holding the IC title, which I think would be great for him at some point in the near future, then we got to put Miz back at the top of that card, man, because he was, I mean, back in the day, we talked about his first reign back. It was way too soon, but now, now it's the time.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Now it's the time. He is the quintessential a lister bubs. He is everything that the WWE, was hoping he would be back in twenty eleven, mm-hmm. but he, he's everything now that they want out of a champion. I think he would take take any title and make it, you know, mussy. <laughs> Pardon the pun.
1: The the Miz Championship. We can rename certain things. Yes. But uh, that's good stuff. I'm not. I'm not sure where the, where they're gonna go with the matchup for SummerSlam, but whatever it is, I'm gonna I'm gonna be into it. I'm gonna care about it because they've already built it up to the point where I care about it on the week on a weekly basis. So we'll see where it goes in a couple weeks for sure.
0: I know something you and I have talked about and have argued about and not agreed on at all uh, is the the women's wrestling uh, where where it is now. And with you know set in stone, we're we're having Alexa Bliss versus Bailey at SummerSlam for the title. Uh, personally I love both of them and they work really well. They haven't their last match against each other, that kendo stick on a pole match, oh, was, yep. you know, left a left a lot to be desired, but they've had one on one matches that have been really good, like when Alexa first took the title
1: off of Bailey. Yeah, they haven't made this the woman's title here on Raw seem all too important as of late and Bliss can definitely She has a little room where she can improve, but she's on the way, I think, to being, you know, a legit top of the card on the woman's side for sure. But I mean this is I'm really seeing the Sasha Banks heel turn here on on Bailey at SummerSlam, causing her to lose. We need to see it eventually. One of them has to be heel.
0: And I'm glad you brought that up. They're definitely, you know, laying the sod, so to speak, for Mm -hmm. the Sasha heel turn. You you can see it. You can see it. How she looks at Bailey now. How she kind of interacts with her backstage. Uh, I definitely think it's going to be coming soon. Yeah, we thought we were getting
1: it months ago, but they pulled one over on us. But uh, I know now. Now needs to happen. I think because I mean, I think Bliss needs to hold that title a little bit longer to keep building it up as as her legitimate reign and not just a flip flopping of things. But um, I'll start to care about that as they really start to tune it in over the next few weeks. But uh, on the other side, Bubs SmackDown. The pushing of Natalia now to Uh, the top here against Naomi when they could have had it be Charlotte. Talk to me, love. I want
0: I want Charlotte to hold. If there is a title for a woman to hold, Charlotte should be holding it. She
1: should be holding whatever title she is.
0: The exactly, she's the embodiment of her. You know, you get a lot of these superstars that come in, these second generation people, and they just cannot. For whatever reason are nowhere near able to live up to what their uh you know lineage uh you know says about them you know right. with curtis axel he'll never be a mr perfect no he just doesn't have. uh you know there's very rare do you have guys like randy orton that surpass you know their lineage yeah but you have charlotte who is she's she's the best in the world women's wise she is. she's got the charisma she can talk and she can wrestle her ass off
1: i think charlotte is slowly becoming and i think she will by the end when it's all said and done she'll be the best woman's wrestler of all time i think she started very quickly and she I, I, she's, she's already at the point where she's putting people over on reg, on a regular basis since she dropped the title on Raw and then got sent to SmackDown. Since then, she's been doing mid-card work and making people look better. So she's already got that down.
0: Yes, and I, I brought this up the other day to you, is that, I? yes, in my opinion, Charlotte could very well become the greatest woman to ever wrestle. But going back to Alexa Bliss, the way she's improved in such little time and just how good she's gotten... I think between those two, they may go down as the two best of all time. They'll, I think they're going to be the Lita and Trish of this generation.
1: Right, that, that's who I was comparing them to as well. I think Bliss has a, a significant step to go to get up to where Charlotte is, but she has the amount of time. She's young enough to, to where they could both easily be at that point. So it's it, it is it is the upside is good on the woman's side, but there's not a lot of stuff that I care about on the entire roster of the women's for both Raw and SmackDown. There's just select feuds that I really care about, but I'm trying, Bubs. Yeah,
0: I, I get you. Now, we, we talked about the IC title. Let's, you know, flip-flop back to SmackDown. Talk about the U.S. title okay. while we're talking about SmackDown. Uh, what do you think, you know, about what they've been doing with that, this this feud between KO and AJ? Personally, I absolutely love AJ Styles. You know this. mm mm-hmm. uh, I do like Kevin Owens, and he works fantastic as a heel. Yes. I don't think he could ever be a face. Uh, his work on Talking Smack is, <clears throat> excuse me, his work on Talking Smack is fantastic. If you've ever watched it, he's yeah. so good on there. He's such a dick to Renee Young. Uh, I think you know they work really well together.
1: AJ Styles is just as good in the mid card as he is at the top of the card. It's so crazy. He's so good at what he does, and they've been. They flip-flopped this title over about a month span now, right? Because he beat Owens at um, Madison Square Garden, and then yes. he got it back at the at a weird finish. That match wasn't so good. At uh, so what do you think? Because I've I've
0: been reading and hearing a lot of rumors that that was a botched finish.
1: I mean, it didn't look botched from the way okay. it went. It went down. It looked like it was intentional. That it was that the ref had messed up and given it to the wrong guy when both guys' shoulders were down or something, and they would have just used that as part of the storyline. I didn't necessarily think it was a botch, but either way, I mean, the match before that So you think could have better.
0: that's just the internet trying to drum up a reason why, you know, their favorite son, AJ, oh. would have lost
1: the... Yeah, that's definitely, that's definitely a complaint and a reason to make it look like he okay. lost. But um, it worked. I don't care. Like, Owen's winning was great. And now he, and then he he Styles loses he again. It. Yeah, exactly. And, and but he dropped it right back to AJ. Yeah, and Styles wins it again on Tuesday night. And, oh man, Chris Jericho bubs. Oh, that was so good. I mean, oh. every, every time he comes back, I don't care. I'm just going to fucking blow, lose my mind. But that I love, I love that guy, there was a guy at the grocery store cut in
0: front of me. You, you know what I did? And AJ's like, let, let me guess. You put him on the list. You know, crowd goes wild. He's like, "No, I punch that dude in the face and put him in the walls of Jericho."
1: <laughs> so, he's what, so good. Whatever they're doing, man, it, it's it's just it's just great stuff. So the feud is the feud is coming together nicely for those two one-on-one. And I think if they if they put together a good one-on-one match, that stuff can easily be matched the your quality considering what they what they can both do. So, I'm I'm into that scene right now a little bit more than I'm into the WWE championship scene right now because I'm a little confused on where they're going with the future of it, but I really like it.
0: How do you feel about this huge match on free TV? Mm. A You want to talk about a once-in-a-lifetime match. Yep. John Cena versus Shinsuke
1: Nakamura. I love it, man. They're putting it on free TV for us. Whatever. I mean, I don't think yeah. it's, it's going to be clean. I don't think that Baron Corbin can allow that to happen, or that Rusev can allow that to happen. I think there's some type of nonsense that'll happen, but...
0: Okay, so you think it's gonna, at SummerSlam, we're gonna see, like we saw, you know, at this last paper, at Battleground, Corbin and Nakamura and Cena, uh, Rusev again?
1: In some way, right now I do I do think that, but the Baron Corbin stink is coming over him cashing in. I, it stinks like that right now. But we, okay. could, we could easily see somehow Rusev distracting Cena and Nakamura getting a finish over Cena in some way. And if it's going to be on free TV, let's get a an unexpected win because we all expect yes. Cena to win, right? So He called cool. himself
0: Super Cena during the promo sure. with Gender Mahal.
1: So then Nakamura goes on to face Gender, but then we get a cash-in of some sort and I wouldn't be opposed to it. I'm not a hater of Gender Mahal. I think his reign is coming together nicely. It hasn't been the cleanest. It hasn't been the most... Must see TV to watch by any means, but I mean, I like I like the heel character. I love a heel at the top of the card. So I don't know.
0: Do you think Do you think they pull what they did at the two thousand and fourteen summers or fourteen or thirteen SummerSlam? I think it was two thousand thirteen, where Daniel Bryan beats John Cena for mm-hmm. the title. So let's say Shinsuke Nakamura beats Jinder Mahal right. for the WWE title, and then Baron. Corbin comes in and cashes in on who has been his rival recently, Shinsuke
1: Nakamura. Yeah, that's how I think it would happen. I don't think Corbin would make it a triple threat match or just come in mid-match. I definitely think Shinsuke would win of some sort to get him that established first championship reign, but he only holds it for 10 seconds or something, and then Corbin comes in and changes up the whole scene. And I'd, I'd love that. I'd love, I love. mean, good heels are hard to find, and everybody hates on Corbin right now. So I'd be, I'd be all right with that. Which
0: makes him a good
1: heel. Yeah. Uh, so I think w- one
0: more one more topic to really dig into, talking about SummerSlam, and kind of want to bring in both uh, brands here, and talking about the tag team divisions hmm. from both brands. Uh, what what are your thoughts on the tag team division of WWE as a whole? Uh, to to me, it, they're two different sides of a coin. They they couldn't be more they are right now
1: between on, SmackDown and Raw. Right on on SmackDown, if we can continue to see the match work that we saw between the New Day and the Usos, that match was crazy, Bubs. Oh, so good! good. good it it was an amazing stuff, match. Real solid kickouts. That's the stuff that really draws a fan in. And yeah, there's some spots in there, but it doesn't matter. Like I can ignore that if you're going to put on a good show for me. And the match went long too, so I, I like a lot of that stuff. I really like the Usos. I'm not so high on the new day anymore as I really used to be. You've been all about them forever, I know that. Oh but, yeah, I love new day. But I mean, I do like the title change. I, I hope that USOs can kind of stay in the scene. But more importantly, we need to talk about the fashion files if we're going to talk bum, about bum. the tag team division because can can we can we give them give them a shot? Can we well, give me something? They were given
0: a shot and they did so. That was such a good match. It was a really good match.
1: So, a very
0: comedy-driven, gimmicky match, but they, they put it together so well, and the the Usos played into it so well.
1: Yeah, and the the storyline that they're doing with the Fashion and, Files is also leading a little bit of um, we're, we're getting to something with that, right? But we argued the other day right. about who it's going to be because it's it's likely to be a new tag team, right? That's what we both want. But it could, I, e- it I could easily it's be, going to be Sanity. Okay, it, it could easily be one person, though. That's something I didn't bring up to you, but it, it doesn't could, have to yes. be, you know, you know, a, a tag team. It can be an individual, but, I mean, they've been teasing, and I, I just threw out the name of Shelton Benjamin to you because they've been teasing his return forever, but the mystique of that this, is not Shelton person, Benjamin. Yeah. It's not him. They got yeah. drug out of the room, like you said, right? So that leads yeah. to, like, some type That's of... That's why history. I think it's, like, sanity, or...
0: I, I would hate if this was the case, but if it was some kind of, you know, they're bringing back some kind of legend... Uh, I don't mm. think it's gonna. It would be Kane, just because of you know he's deep in his uh, yeah. He's, he's campaign he's right man. now. Yeah. yeah, Uh I would hate for it to be someone like Boogeyman coming right. back. but I mean that uh, that's what, be, what I'm afraid of.
1: That's, that's what I'm afraid. A, yeah, it'd be terrible because it'd be a one-off appearance or a two-off appearance, yeah. and that'd be the end of it. When really this fashion file stuff is really, I've been waiting for it. It's the best. It's, it's the mean, best part of SmackDown when it comes on. But I really do think like. They, they talked about the potential of moving some top guys down back back down to NXT, and Luke Harper's name was mentioned in that. But I really think that they're going to put him and Rowan back together and form that tag team again. That's what I think is the most realistic thing if it's going to be a tag team. It's not going to be an NXT tag team coming up yet because we haven't seen those two in a while. And let's not forget that Harper was just most recently in the championship scene, and it's shitty know. that he's gone from now already when he was very good. He was so good,
0: and he was putting on some really good matches, and the crowd was very much behind him. Uh, but to your point, you know, see, I think that they are trying to bring in, you know, a new team. Uh, but one thing about the tag team, and, you know, yes, the Fashion Files, in my opinion, has have, have been the best segments in all of wrestling
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: each week in and week out. But what, what happened to the days when, because now, you know, they're back to having, like, Legit tag teams, you -hmm. know, you know, tag team names, stables, kind—not really stables, but you know, the the Fashion Police, the Usos. You know, it's always the something. Uh, What happened to the days when you know you had Triple H and Stone Cold, you know, teaming up to be champions? You know, power trip. Just random, yeah, just random. You know, these random teamings of individuals going after. Tag team because right now there there are a lot of tag teams, a lot of really good tag teams, and you definitely see that on Raw more than you do on SmackDown. But uh, I, I'm kind of looking to you know put some. I want to see Sami Zayn you know be in a tag team. You know you know I want some of these singles guys to get some tag team love.
1: Yeah, get them a, get them maybe a championship rub here or there to get them you know some titles under their belt. But that's that's really what that's exactly what they did with Cesaro, right? because Sheamus yes. has been has been an established champion numerous times throughout his career so they the push was that everyone was hating that Cesaro wasn't getting any love and rightfully so so they threw him in with his rival at the time during a feud and now he's a, a tag champion so Multi-time out. tag champion. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not too big on that, that tag team. I, I like to watch Cesaro work, but... Ooh, really,
0: I, I I like Cesaro and Sheamus. They work really well together. They do. Their, uh, but, that Iron Man match was really good. Oh. And that first fall that they concocted mm. was genius. I, I thought it was really good. To have Cesaro um uh, you know, kind of distract Matt Hardy. He turns around right into a broke kick. One, two, three, first fall.
1: Yeah, and I, I, I thought think, it was
0: Brilliant.
1: I'm probably a little bit jaded on that opinion because I'm still sucked in by a little bit of nostalgia every time because they're feuding with the Hardys, right? So, right, I'm, I'm still sucked into a little bit of that. So that's might be an unfair thing for me to say, but I'm real. I mean, we're waiting for the Hardys to become obsolete and deleted, right? Like we're just fucking waiting for it. But if that doesn't. But happen, I just
0: I just read news that that's really that's right now off the table because right. at the twilight hour, uh, Global Force Wrestling. Uh, has decided to, you know, ask for all these insane demands, which you know, they're not going. They're asking like fifty percent of profits from merchandise, oh, that's not gonna happen. or something crazy like that, and all of the proceeds from Jeff Hardy's band and his art.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
0: like you've never owned that. Why? Why do you think now? You know, yeah. they. You know, I don't think we're gonna see the broken. Universe anymore in WWE.
1: Probably not, and we'll likely end up getting Split Hardys for a while to let them do some singles work, and maybe they could feud with each other again. But I'm not sure. I, I want that tag team division to, to keep getting bolstered up by tag teams. So if it means calling up a team to Raw, I'd be okay with that. But
0: but Raw has Raw has too many tag teams right now. They have all the best tag teams right now. Yes, has probably. Be best in the company between New Day and the Usos, mm-hmm. but after that, you have the Fashion Police, and that's pretty much it. But Hype I mean, are you are you
1: gonna put the hype Bros out
0: there and put the titles on them?
1: No, nah, that's not need, gonna we happen. We need to split that up. But I mean, I'm not Gallows and Anderson. I'm not a big fan of that. They're gonna keep being a tag oh, team forever. I am, but uh, I, am, I love Gallows I am and a Anderson. Revival fan, bub. So I'm waiting for that to really peak.
0: You know why you're a revival fan?
1: I, I've got one word for
0: you. Uh, nerd. Oh, God. You're a nerd. Thank you. That's what you are. Yeah. <sighs> nerd. Sorry. I love Gallows and Anderson. Yeah, they are too sweet for, for oh. the Raw Tag Team.
1: Oh, is, that, is that their gimmick? I'm going. <laughs> too, too, too sweet? Is
0: that, is that theirs? Is I'm going all one? out right now. Listen here, nerd. Did they get too
1: sweet? Did they make that up themselves? or? Uh... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay. Stupid. Well, whatever. I digress, Bubs. We, we're getting close to SummerSlam, so all these talks have been pretty good. Yeah. We're three weeks away, though, at uh, this point, so we have some I development. Know. We're going to do. talk more about SummerSlam.
0: I am interested in talking about NXT next time. You know, We're, we're definitely going to start talking a little more about the weekly programming, and I'm looking forward to talking about NXT TakeOver Brooklyn Three? This is this is three, I think right? It's
1: three. Yep. Should be real good. Oh,
0: it this is the WrestleMania of NXT, and I am excited for it, and I can't wait to talk about it next time we're we're together like this. Yeah,
1: and it's almost a guarantee that we're going to get a match of the year candidate in one way, shape, or form out of that takeover event. So it'll be real good to watch for sure, and then really good to talk about afterwards. Yes,
0: and just like we were. You know, asking you to drum up some conversation on the Facebook page about your Mount Rushmore. You know, let's let's also get some talk about SummerSlam going. Also, you'll you'll see us post some things here within the next couple of days, and we're definitely looking forward to hearing what you have to say, what matches you're looking forward to, how do you, how certain feuds you see uh, working out, uh, maybe some matches that we're not seeing ahead of time, you know that you may you know be anticipating. Uh, is Shinsuke gonna wrestle Jinder Mahal? Who's gonna take the title off of Brock? These are all answers that hopefully we'll get, you know, in the coming weeks. But you know, we can discuss together as a collective wrestling family. You can also find us on Twitter at C A E Wrestling, uh, not Collar X Elbow. Uh, if nope. you know, I don't not know who's thing. doing that, but that sounds terrible. Uh, sounds like a big nerd. Mm. But yes, at CAE Wrestling on Twitter. You can follow us there. Continue the conversation there as well. Uh, you can find Collar and Elbow Wrestling Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play. Uh, we're, we're looking at other avenues, always trying to find ways to not only improve our product, but make it easier for you to, to find us. And so that way you can you know get in on the conversation and hear what we have to say and be able to tell us how stupid we are. We love that. Yes. As always, we do this for the love of wrestling, and together we can make wrestling great again.